Hey everybody out there in podcast land, this is your host, Severin Henderson. This is Firecast, as presented by Department 3C. Um, this is just a generic intro. Probably means I wasn't able to get into the studio. So hopefully you enjoy the episode and you can read in the comments or the show notes description what the episode is all about. But like I said, I just wanted to put something together so that you can know that it's your favorite podcast. Please reach out with any comments, likes, dislikes, any information that you want to pass on to us. Our email address is info at department3c.com. And I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks again for listening. Bye. Let me just start off with you guys introducing yourself. Um, who wants to go first? Sal? Uh, LaSalle Smith. Um, I work in advertising, all things creative, photographer, graphic design, art direction. Um, I've done several um, really cool projects. So Swish House just felt, you know, I got the opportunity to do some work here. And, you know, I couldn't pass up on it. You know, uh, Andreas gave me an opportunity and I was all for it. Okay. Um, it was really simple the way our synergy works. So, no brainer. Um, been a Chicago guy for a while, but born in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got two homes. That's what it feels like sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's me in a in a quick nutshell. Okay, like that, Dre. Uh, my name is Andreas Endergaard. I am a former corporate uh, worker turned creative. Uh, I am originally from Norway. Grew up in Germany, moved to the States in 95, found myself in Chicago after college, uh, found a camera by luck, changed my life, uh, <laughs> decided to follow it, gave me purpose. Yep. Um, I work mainly in the sports health and health and wellness and fitness spaces, uh, music when I can, and recently started, uh, took everything that I did as a freelancer and turned it into a creative agency called Project Liaison, uh, working with Sal. And we have partnered up and took on the Swish House opportunity and had a great opportunity to not only work together, build a relationship, but also continue to improve our skills, create content in a space that we love and also service uh, incredible clients that are doing really impactful things for other people in the community. That is awesome. I like I like how you put that together. Let me start off. Um, I just kind of had you guys jump in here, but we met through Swish House. You guys were there doing the creative, and then I asked you about it. I looked on your guys' social media and see all the different awesome companies you work with. And so far, the Swish House project has been awesome. Like what you've done so far. That one video was super dope. The um the sizzle. The sizzle, the sizzle, that's the sizzle. what it's called. The sizzle, that's what we've been calling it. Okay, yeah. man, that is something else. That's I don't want to call it your best one, but that was like the best thing I had ever seen. So, <laughs> thank you. So, um, tell me about LaSalle. We'll start with you since you went first. Um, how did you get into the creative space in the first place? Um, it's funny. I wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon. Okay. When I was younger than that, I wanted to be you know construction as far as owning a construction company i was big into like the big machines um but then when i got into college you know i got this free range to you know i started a music festival you know i had a self-started magazine um i picked up a camera um 
in a more serious way in college. And then I saw all the opportunities that came with that. My dad works at PR, so I was always around the office. So I kind of liked the industry, the work. So I started in advertising um, when I graduated college. Mm -hmm. And I've always been a hustler of sorts. So I always have like that job, mm -hmm. uh, side job, side job, side job. So opportunities come from all different types of places. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I see creativity as a way to express myself. You know, I'm a really, at, at times, emotional person. You know, I think that creativity allows me to put it out in a good way. Yeah. Um, so it's more so following my heart because I think that you got to pick something that you love. Mm -hmm. So that's the realm I landed in. Some, mm -hmm. some people are doctors, some people are lawyers. The, the creative aspect um, is what I do. Okay, I I like that and appreciate that because that you you guys before we came on were asking me how did I start a podcast why did I start a podcast and that's part of the reason why I um, mm -hmm. need a creative outlet and I always know that I'm okay if I'm able to be creative right. like if I if I'm sitting around and I can't think of nothing to make up then something's not right so I I really appreciate that take and Thank I think you. it's important because like. People get caught in routines. Mm -hmm. Creativity is the best way to break a routine. Mm -hmm. You can do whatever you like to do if you can bring it to life. Yep. So it comes with a lot of variety. Sometimes my head's in a million different places, but I think it's the best sense of freedom that you know someone could have is expressing themselves through creativity. Yeah. And now if I can just focus it on one really good thing but you guys have found that so dre you sound like you've been all over the world um and yeah. you, you you summed it up really <laughs> great but give me a broader perspective of that world tour um yeah so like i said i was born in norway um i had the you know blessings of growing up in stuttgart germany my mom's from brazil uh, my mom nev never actually finished high school she's one of the hardest working individuals that I've ever met. Um, mm -hmm. Really just fierce, the definition of life. Uh, my dad is, you know, more rigid, structured, very intelligent guy, speaks 14 different languages, robotics engineer, wow. worked all over uh, East Asia. So um, I grew up on, you know, the traditional, traditional idea of, you know, go to school, get a good education, get a job, get married, uh, raise children, and then eventually you die. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> in a lack Damn. of better words, but, uh, you know, when I was, when I got out of school, I had a marketing degree. I'm like, you know, I just moved to Chicago cause I wanted to get out of Michigan and mm -hmm. then eventually got a job in logistics cause it was with coyote logistics cause it was a really, really good opportunity to work at the time. Uh, you know, I made six figures within six months of graduating college. And, you know, for a 22-year-old living in a big city for the first time, you, you do a lot of stupid things uh -huh. uh, at that age. And I, I definitely can attest to that. Mm -hmm. Eventually, I, I was making this money. And I'm like, I, I only took that job as some sort of leap to something else. Yeah. Because uh, I always knew I wanted to be my own boss. And eventually, initially, I thought that would be with clothing as the main uh, avenue, mm -hmm. but uh, I never really put any efforts into it. Um, so I was working this job. I was partying every weekend, you know, doing a bunch of things that I didn't need to do, uh, having a bunch of fun at the time. Uh, but I wasn't. Eventually, I wasn't. I got into a wave of like depression and anxiety, mm -hmm. minor depression. It started with anxiety first. Mm -hmm. uh, and to give a little bit more detail on this, because a lot of people don't know this story except my close friends. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I, I used to take any young, uh, younger male who is into working out takes a lot of supplements. Mm-hmm. I think at those stages, we see things and like, oh, this can help me lose weight or this can help me gain muscle. I'm just going to take whatever uh, with some brief research. So I was taking a fat burner pill and I thought I was having uh, <laughs> a bad reaction to a fat burner pill from just too much caffeine. Mm-hmm. But it was super weird because after work, I just went to my ex-girlfriend's house and it was when the Heat were playing the Spurs out what finals that was it might have been was that 2013 that sounds right yeah uh, i just wanted to crawl up in a ball like a baby and, and that's exactly what i didn't and i didn't do anything uh for like hours and just i felt off inside and it continued to feel like that for a couple of weeks and then it spurned into depression and i've grown up a happy kid my whole life like, mm-hmm. I, I love life i love being here i love everything that comes with it, the good and the bad mm-hmm. that's just I'm, I'm lucky to be here but um I knew that it wasn't right, normal for me. So, and eventually I got to the point where like, I admitted maybe I'm dealing with some depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen what, you know, prescription medication has done to a lot of people, some friends. I've seen what it does to my mom. Uh, and I told myself that I wasn't going to go that route. I believe I have a strong mind. I believe our minds, once we can get them under control, are our best tools, are the strongest assets in the universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to prove to myself that I could handle this on my own. So I started meditating. Uh, I started, you know, practicing gratitude, just doing things that, you know, I think all of us should do uh, yeah. in the grand scheme of life. Because yeah. those things help to, you know, kind of center me calm me down a little bit distract me from you know the anxiety depression whatever um but then eventually i came to the realization that it was because i was lacking a purpose like despite making six figures at the time of this job i had a beautiful girlfriend that anybody any man would want to date um Mm -hmm. and i just wasn't happy and the i was in a relationship that wasn't for me i wasn't doing anything about it i was in a job that um, quote unquote be a dead end job in the position that I was in because there was no really advancement nothing super greater in the long grand scheme of things mm-hmm. um, and I started doing a bunch of things creatively outside of work that I just to start, have something that I could call my own mm-hmm. I started uh, I tried DJing I tried making beats uh, <laughs> I tried oh sewing God. hats like you don't see oh man this is great and this is at a time where when anything got difficult, when I hit that first wall of adversity, the failure, mm-hmm. instead of figuring out why I was failing, I uh, decided to jump to the next Move shiny, to the next, to the next shiny thing, right? Yep, yep. Uh, that's the worst thing that you can do because then you have to start the process all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily, I found I had two friends, uh, Alex and Justice, and who are in corporate world uh, as well, and they we ended up forming Project Liaison which was geared towards um, networking events for creatives mm-hmm. because creatives really need to network. Uh, the creative industry is, you know, the best jobs are a lot of who you know. Yep. Obviously, you have to have the skill and the talent, but it is a lot of who you know. Uh, and we started, <clears throat> that was just our way of creating our own thing outside of work that we could um call our own that was a big part of it but also we had a lot of friends that just wanted to hit the bar every weekend and yeah. do the same thing get drunk we wanted to bring a different experience to them so we uh we hosted some art events at virgin hotel had some great successes uh 
through that, I had a roommate that wanted to create a photography app, Marcus Hart. Uh, love you, man. I hope you're doing well. Who wanted to start a, a, a make an app, which was a mixture of VSCO cam and Instagram. But this was at the time when Instagram was going through the hype photography phase, <laughs> which is like super saturated colors, sunset, skyscrapers, shoes hanging off, dangling off buildings. Yeah. Like, it's cool stuff, but not a lot of stories in there, but it got a lot of likes. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's how it worked on Instagram at the time. But then that's all they wanted to, to do, or he wanted on the platform. Uh, and I told myself that if I'm gonna join this project, because he asked me to, I'm gonna figure out how a camera works inside and out. Because prior to that, um, I had another one of my roommates uh, named Brock, and he's the friend that always needed to do something. He's like, let's get cameras. And I'm like, okay, sure. Knowing in my head that I was gonna get this camera, use it for two weeks, and then put it away forever. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, but after, and, and this was like three months later when Marcus asked me to do this project, but then I started actually shooting with the camera and shooting with friends. Mm -hmm. uh, and every time I had that camera in my hand, time stood still. The depression was not there. The anxiety was not there. It happened to be the first thing. Started to notice something. Yeah. yeah. It happened to be the first thing in my like 27, 26 years of life at the time that I was actually really good at without trying. Mm -hmm. And I followed that, eventually started getting paid. And I'm like, man, uh, this is too big of a sign to ignore. I'm yeah. big on like intuition, following my gut. Um, and you know, I'm here one time, I'm going to make the most of my life, I'm going to live it the way that I want, and at the very least, I don't want to look, I don't want to be on my deathbed and look back and be like, why didn't you try yes. to follow that photography thing that, you know, made you feel really good when you were younger? Yes. And that's and that's how we're here. Yeah, I'm with that. That Man, you got a story, I didn't think we was going to get this deep this quick, because, <laughs> I mean, th th these are the stories that I look for, that I hope for, that the interviews I try and get, because... I feel the exact same way and I feel there's so many people out there that feel the exact same way. I had that same experience, even though I was still doing firefighting. Um, we get a lot of time off and I preach and tell guys all the time you have you well. I think you should do something constructive with all that time off. Um, mm -hmm. Not necessarily go get another job. Right. Not necessarily um, a lot of guys jump into a bottle a lot of times, um, drown their sorrows in that. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of trauma that goes on, a lot of shared trauma with people you don't even know. You'll just meet somebody. And if you're a person, you feel some type of sympathy or empathy for another person. And sometimes we take that on. It's just so many different things. And I tell guys, you need a positive outlet to keep life going and I had this same idea like I'm gonna give me a camera and just start taking pictures and because like even when I was a kid my mother used to say we thought when we gave you the camera the little point and shoot all it was gonna be is boobs and bellies but you actually had our face yeah. <laughs> in the picture so um, I, I dabbled with cameras for a little while, but I did like what you said, moved on to the next shiny object, moved on to the next thing because I'm crazy. No, <laughs> I mean, you even said it there, just having something constructive. And I think I, I maybe the, uh, sometimes I just go on tangents for me, the best way that I can wrap this a lot of 
people say, well, I want to work for all my life and then retire. And I think most people have the idea of retirements, like go travel, enjoy whatever. Yeah. But I see it every day with older individuals. And I think my dad's going through this right now where he, you know, he was very successful. Mm-hmm. He's retired, but aside, he's not doing much, you mm-hmm. know, and I, I try to tell him, like, my mom's working like constantly doing things around the house her garden Mm -hmm. and i think as human beings we need purpose we need a reason to wake up every day whether it's work with something that drives us and uh you know i don't like finding that medium like getting to that point is not an easy point and it's usually takes external triggers yeah to get you to that some type of experience that's usually negative Yes, right. that, that's that's where a lot of things grow out of negativity. You you're just gonna no, say I something? I agree. I agree. Okay. <clears throat> um, the w- another thing, especially about retirement, I think a lot of times people wait, especially when you get to a certain age, you wait to retirement to do things that mm. you wanted to do. It's like do that stuff now if yeah. you have the opportunity. Right. And I know. Uh, just to relate it back to fire one more time. That is tough. Because you have to make a living first. Right. You got to do something. You can't just not contribute. You got to provide for yourself, your kids, whatever it may be. And like that restaurant you want to open might be kind of tough to do right now because you have, you know, and and that's a harsh reality that we're burdened by the chains of work, you know, and that's a lot of people. So, but if you play it correctly, you should be able to do what you love. And then, therefore, you don't need to retire because you love it. Well, that's the, the they say find what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. <laughs> and like I said, the last thing I was going to bring fire-wise is a lot of guys used to retire. They had this pension. Yeah, I'm going to spend this money and uh, we'll die. Mm. Like months after they retire because they don't like you were saying Dre have that purpose have that thing to keep going and I remember my mother she was getting ready to retire and I said just find something to do I don't know, whatever it is find something to do she retired and her thing to do is go to the post office and go to the dollar store because she will mail me stuff <laughs> from back uh, home all wholesome. the time she 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 mails stuff all the time and I love it I appreciate it and but like you said, you gotta find something to do. Yeah. Um now creative wise, I gotta 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 ask you guys, cause like I said, I picked up a camera, I had a little digital camera. I used to shoot some in high school when we still developed pictures in the Ooh, dark room and film, everything. Film guy over here. Yeah, so okay, tell me okay. the differences nowadays um with cameras, taking pictures. They're lighter, faster, the lenses are ever more powerful. There's several different types of cameras. 3D cameras, augmented reality cameras, obviously like the, the more so cinematic cameras that cost 50,000 to use, 100,000 to use. Uh, technology, as humans keep moving forward, so is photography. So there's a lot of cool options and solutions depending on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, the best photo is still film. Okay. You know, the best mm. photo you're taking. You know, I, you, I, you, I agree. You, you go in that dark room and you get that thing developed, you get manipulate the whole photo if you're good at it mm-hmm. you know and you can do the same thing on via post-production on lightroom but it's not the same okay I, I i i knew what i was doing because my art teacher miss span um she taught us you know and she still works at the high school too but um she taught us you know how to develop pictures we developed them and everything else but i never 
dove back in to really get going. So yeah. you say you gotta say film. That's your. I love the opinion. film essay. Like I'm a total film newbie. Honestly, like the extension of the film that I've shot has been um, disposable cameras. I do have a Minolta, but it's broken. I just haven't consistently gotten into the routine of, of being a film shooter because everything I do is digital. <laughs> but some of my favorite works for the most part are all film. I just love the right. aesthetic and to me it's <clears throat> like t taking steps back in time. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's uh, some of my favorite photographers are mostly film photographers, but I think going back to your original question about the technology, and this is something that comes up every day, especially now with AI being introduced into things. Yeah. It's, you know, the, the, the powerful cameras, the mirrorless, the DSLRs that we have now, they're not going to be replaced. Uh, and regardless if you have an iPhone, regardless if you have a film camera, regardless if you're shooting on, you know, a $50,000 cinema camera, like it's always the operator. Mm -hmm. If you don't know how to tell a story, uh, if you don't know how to interact with your subjects, control a set, uh, if you don't know how to convey moods with lighting, um, just kind of weaving the whole ecosystem of creating a work of art um, into place, and it doesn't matter what you use. Uh, and yeah. that, you can never replace that. That is something that has to be learned through experience and you know, lear and work learning, working with other individuals and just practice because it's one of those things, it's, until it becomes muscle memory, it's something that should always be worked on to become muscle memory. Right, and I think a good photographer takes the photo before you press the button. Uh -huh. Oof. You know, wow, fire! Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you know the composition, you know the lighting, you know the settings. Everything's already in your head. You might even know how you want to edit it before you press the button. Mm -hmm. You press it, it comes out how you like to. If you're shooting digitally, you could do it a thousand times in thirty seconds, or film. You get that one shot or two shots. Yeah, but that photo was in your head before you take it. Oh man, now now you got me thinking about my iPhone in a whole different light I, now. I, 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 <laughs> I truly think that's like an X factor when it comes to creating, and that is, you know, a little Sal hit it right on the head. It, you know, anything. Well, this is what we try to do. Like, you know, you, you mentioned the sizzle, right? Mm -hmm. The sizzle, LaSalle and I, we mapped that whole thing out before we even shot. It. Like that video was done from the audio to the scenes to the transitions. Like, there are some clips that we didn't use in that and that final sizzle, which involved. Uh, a subject that you know was coming in from the perspective of your the defender's perspective and then we had another clip that was from the the subject's perspective driving on the defender and mm -hmm. like that's a transition right there but we had to think of that and even like editing having a certain type of uh audio because we use the realists with estg and gz like mm -hmm. that there's a certain cadence to that, a certain tone, a certain emotion that you feel when you watch that. Like when I hear it, like I think of all the things that I've been through and like how I continue to move forward and no matter what gets put in front of me, I will triumph. And that's ultimately what we wanted to convey with that video. And then, you know, just tying it all together with all everyone at the class, the end with the portrait, the, uh, the, um, the close down with the swish house and mm -hmm. those things. And I, I always encourage every creator, if you want to do this seriously, if you just, you know, I always believe in doing things right. Like don't just go out and use your scale. Like obviously there's a lot of times when we do that. And we had this discussion the other night. I don't ever want to be a position where I'm just f using my skill and not following the proper procedure, the right. systems and protocols, because you follow the plan, you follow the system and that ensures success because you've planned it, you've thought about it, you've envisioned it, and then you just go execute it. Yeah. And creativity sometimes is in a linear line. 
Right. But it's a, you have to, yeah. like, I'll get a million ideas. I don't need to put it on this path that is this process and the structure. So, like, figure out that balance. If you feel like you're out of touch with the objective, try to just land your creative on target a bit more. And that might be the strategy. That might be whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, creativity is, like I said, still freedom. So, therefore, most creatives don't like the shackles of rules. They don't want to be told A, B, C, D, E, F, G. They want to be told a b 27 39 56 yeah. that's how the brain works yeah. um so i think a good partnership a good team harnesses all that knowledge in a way and puts it where it needs to go but good creative you know it could, you could do it alone but great great creative typically has a team and that's how the dynamic yeah. works for me that's another huge thing that i love and appreciate because so many times people get an idea and go off on a tangent all on their own like they'll read like especially now we have you know the internet we can look up anything we want to look any idea that we have in our head we can find someone somewhere to justify that idea mm-hmm. but if you're working together as a team and you really take into consideration what the other team member says then you can actually come up with such a better plan and execute a plan much better i mean we've been saying it for years two heads are better than one and that's really the case that a lot of people i feel like forget nowadays absolutely and you know i think this comes with stages in life too and you know some people mature faster than others some people don't um when i was in my career when i was younger you know i wanted all the clout for me yeah i want to be like oh that's my photo like i want to be known and now as I move into this phase of where we have this creative agency project liaison, it's not about me, you know, Mm -hmm. like I don't want to do all these things alone. I want all the talented and the most talented players around me, each playing their role because that makes the machine run a lot smoother. And at the end of the day, we deliver the best product for the client. And that's what it's about servicing the client to the full extent, giving them exactly what they need and giving them an experience that they are ecstatic about and happy to not only for their investment, but also to tell other people because word of mouth is some of the strongest marketing, if not the strongest marketing out there. Facts. Social validation. Now, let me ask you about that. That's uh, like you you guys are dropping super gems um, as far as, you know, having to know people in a lot of places and things like that. Um, I don't remember if I was saying this on the podcast or just in conversation, but you guys did some um, video. Well, you specifically did for Orange Theory. And I just want to know how the partnership with Swish House came about. Like, obviously, somebody saw you from somewhere. How, is that a story you can tell, or yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you said, it was word of mouth. You know? Yeah, it was word of mouth. <laughs> it was word of mouth. Um, you could say it, but one of our closest. Just closer. It, it was word of mouth. You know, just like he had said. Um, one of our closest friends lives across the street. Shout literally, out to Breck Mahoney. I see his apartment right now. <laughs> um, um, shout out Breck. Um, he. Put on Jason Connection, you know, he, he made the play, um, extended it to me, saying, "Hey, this is, is what it could be," um, and we brought it to life. And we we de- we developed a real partnership here and a real partnership with the clients we're working with. So that was right. that was that's kind of where it came from, right? Yeah, that was uh, it was awesome because I got to work with Brack uh, because he runs a uh, Bucktown based running club called uh, or not Bucktown Humboldt Park based running club called Run Too Hard. And uh, running changed my life last, this year. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what I do is what I'm not getting paid is I'm finding ways to not only practice 
my skill, but also, you know, shoot spec projects that are, you know, build my portfolio mm-hmm. and continue to get me the, uh, the better projects that I'm looking to get, like your Nikes, your Adidas, mm-hmm. like those big accounts like that. Yeah. And I joined that group to shoot for my portfolio to give them content because they're friends. I'd actually never met Brack uh, until the running group. Yeah. We've been friends on Instagram uh, just from like you know similar friends. That's how it goes That's sometimes. It goes. Yeah, Brack is amazing people. Uh, Raymond as well, the other lead of Run Too Hard, is amazing people. And through that, I'm just a lot of times with photographers, videographers, like oh, if I'm not getting paid, I don't want to do it. And I have that mentality sometimes mm-hmm. when I want to. It, like uncertain things. Uh, if I reach out to an individual for a practice shoot, I'll never expect them to pay. But if you want my services, you should come with that mindset. So when I entered that group, I'm like, this is to build my portfolio, to shoot these Nike running photos that I like love and that just give me life. Yeah. Um, and hopefully like good things will come from that. And that's exactly what happened. And you know, like having those relationships uh, is super important because if I didn't know Breck like that, I wouldn't have gotten the opportunity to meet dudes uh, uh-huh. and meet the Swish House team. Mm-hmm. Go take a Swish House class. And, and that's what that. you took the words out of my mouth because you guys actually took a Swish House class. Yeah. And the, the, the first one who was there, and they was like, oh, wow, this Man, is that this real deal. That was the most surprising <laughs> yeah, uh, fitness it. class I mean, I've I, taken. I think that, you know, with certain projects, you have the opportunity to submerge yourself. Yeah. So yeah. us taking the class, we're both competitive guys. We love fitness, love to work out. So taking the class is kind of like a hell yes instead of an ad. Eh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's basketball. Like we said, Switch House is going to be successful because basketball is everybody's sport. Yep. You know? Um yep. So it's easy to hop in. It's easy. It, it feels easy to be creative because it was my passion at one point in my life. Mm-hmm. still is in a, in, a, in a way. You know, I'm still a huge basketball fan. Yeah. Um. But it comes together that way. Yeah. That's, that's like I said, that I really appreciate the fact. I mean, if you can't get the people that's shooting for you to come at least try it out one time, what are you doing? So obviously they got something good going on because Sometimes you guys people are distant came from through. the projects, but like we thought it was actually a, an imperative that we did. Yeah. To, yeah, uh, to yeah, understand you, you, the hustle and understand exactly the tone of the classes, the words I use when I design the energy he uses when he edits, mm-hmm. um, all comes from submerging. Yeah, you should never, ever take on any client work without, A, knowing, like, 100% of what the client does, yeah. like, whether it's products or the ingredients. Just, like, being fully vested into your client. Like, you shouldn't look at your clients as money. You should look at them as partnerships, real people, real entities that are doing things, you know? The reason we start businesses at the end of the day, sure, yeah, it's to make money, but every business is rooted in solving a problem, providing a solution, (laughs) making life better for somebody, and that's what Swish House is doing with basketball, and like, you know, the, bringing back the nostalgia of hooping with your friends back in the day, like yep. you know the competitive, like I don't want to lose to you, like and one, what, yeah. like, you know, you remember yeah. those days, and you see that. I, I mean, I've seen it from so many members that I've spoken to, you know, even just friends who like I haven't even given this the Swish House spiel to yet. Yeah. You know, one of my friends, Dominique, um, was talking about. I was like, man, just like that brought back the like the competitive nature, yeah. of like, hooping with the homies, and, yeah. We need competitiveness. Yes. Like, we need competitiveness. It makes us better. It's fun in the right environments. Um, and, it, you know, it just helps to bring up everybody. And I think that's super important, especially in group fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, like healthy competition weaved into a group workout where, like, 
you're not really dreading the workout. You're going to have fun. You're going to have a great workout. And then also, like, you're not trying to lose. Yeah, you're not trying to lose. Exactly. Because, and I can't wait till I get some buddies to come up and visit me. That's like the first thing I'm going to do is take them to a class and say, hey, remember this? I just wish I would have, like, some of the practice elements, wish I would have had when I was younger because I would have been even better. But that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's another story for another time. Um, one of the other big things that you guys do is like when I see you guys y'all are like fresh to death I can tell <laughs> I can tell what fresh you was talking about death. clothes and stuff oh, because you guys are just like dripped out I, I can't do that anymore because now I gotta buy my kids stuff like my son last night I let him get the sneakers app and the goat app Ooh. this dude sent me like 20 different shoes Ooh. like can I get these can I get these can I get these I'm gonna That's, pray for you yeah and so the days of me getting them for me is gone mm-hmm. um it's oh. hard to get releases on sneakers though, because there's so many bots. Like I, I used yes. to be in the sneaker game, it's man. Hard. Like, and you talk about clothes. Like man, I used to love. I still love it. Uh, my priorities have shifted. Like, uh-huh. I, I rarely buy clothes for myself these days. Like everything to me, me too. is about <laughs> growing. Like this business is what's important. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't care. I'm still that dude, regardless if I'm wearing sweats, regardless if I'm wearing a ten thousand dollars suit, and yeah. because. I, I was in that phase where I thought, oh, like having a Louis Vuitton belt made me cool or made me tight. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and just then you grow. But y'all still fresh. That's well, what I mean, I'm saying. It, it, I mean, like, you know, <laughs> clothing is the message you send before you have a conversation with somebody. Yeah. You see me. That's like you the cover to your book. Yeah. You see Don't, me first. And then yep. how you're walking, the same confidence in the $5,000 suit than I, that I have in sweatpants. Yep. You know, yeah. Like, Fact. That's why the energy feels so powerful in some senses and you don't have to spend a bunch of money to dress well no no we are we are so done with that notion yeah um you could you could thrift store it yeah um you can wear sweats you can wear unique sandals from japan i always Mm -hmm. wear those you know it's um so many options to express yourself again it is creativity yeah so when when we go to work to be creative it's best that we are in clothes that really express our mood and our energy at that time and cozy and cozy. Cozy. Yeah. I mean, always cozy. We live in Chicago, so it's cold as hell. LaSalle might be the coziest person I know. I know. This dude got like a Sherpa blanket. <laughs> He's just chilling out with the hood on his head. Yeah, I'm a... I'm a cozy dude. Yeah. I'm a cozy dude. I'm with that. I, I like cozy. We live in Chicago. Man, we got to get cozy. You got to be mm-hmm. comfortable because I think like when you're comfortable, it's the same way with photography, right? Like I don't consider what I do photography when I work with a subject. Mm-hmm. I'm just hanging out. Mm-hmm. I, I talk to my subjects. We have conversations. Like I break down those barriers because if I don't break down those barriers, my subjects won't be comfortable. If they're not comfortable, I won't get the real raw emotion that yeah. I want. And that's what it is. Like when we're comfortable, you let people, you see people's true selves. Yeah. That, well, the reason I even brought up the clothes um, is because I can see you guys. You guys are artsy, like you're artsy people. You and and I can tell, like it's just, it's 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 really a compliment. And then Thank I you. got the the pleasure to come to you guys' place and see your stuff that you have up on the walls. Y'all got like the spot. Y- y'all got an Instagram spot all day. Like it's <laughs> it's it's really dope because I'll, I'll just put up a post on Facebook the other day. I said I just want a crib nice enough to hire an interior decorator, like somebody to come over yeah. and actually do stuff. Like the little paintings I got on the wall, the stuff I did, and 
the stuff you got on your wall is stuff that like really looks good. So yeah, I mean, we we hired an organizer. When we okay. Moved in. Yeah, some somebody that came in and gave some framework to where things should go, shelves, storage. We wanted to be minimal here because I think minimal allows more room for thought. Yeah. yeah. Um, less is more in the sense of being productive. Yes. Um, so that's kind of this space really lends itself to that because sometimes you need the right space to achieve what you want it to be. You know, some people are held back by the space, and I'm grateful for the space because. It could really be whatever we need it to be at any given day, any given time. Now, you guys do shoots here because I mm-hmm. see you got... All the time. Okay. Yeah. What other than live action things that you guys are doing for the workout brands, what other kind of shoots do you guys do? Oh, man. Like, this is more of like a commercial question for you guys, like advertising what I mean, you guys shoot. Over the years, I've worked on Champion, Ocean Spray, Starbucks, Super Bowl commercials, White Claw, Foot Locker. So, cause, but I'm on the agency side, so you get access to those brands. You know, I, I still think there's more freedom in maybe being alone because uh-huh. there's all this corporate hierarchy and all these things. But nevertheless, like, opportunity to bring to life some of the biggest brands in the world is, like, some of the things I've done. And a lot of experiential design merchandise, you know, XYZ, you name it, you know, whatever you can do to bring a brand to life. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think I've done it early, early in my career. There's so much more to do, so much more to do. Um... But yeah, I think a, a lot, a lot of variety, a lot of variety. Okay. Yeah, for me, um, it was a lot of variety in the beginning. Like I was just wanted to shoot cool stuff, but then when I had the opportunity to make money, uh, I you know took whatever I could get. Uh, but now where I'm at, I've really segmented my focus on sports, fitness, health, and wellness. Gotcha. Music when I get the opportunity, music is hard because I don't want to shoot music for free. I've done it a lot. Mm-hmm. I enjoy, like, I love shooting music. Um, but at the same time, like, I got bills to pay. Yeah. Uh, my time is valuable, and I want to get paid if I'm, if I'm working. Um, now, this is a real layman question, and I'm sorry if I cut yeah. you off. What is shooting music other than shooting an artist on stage? Is it more uh, to <clears throat> it than that? Uh, I mean... For the, when I say shooting music, it's mostly live stuff, but I love to do anything in the music space, like commercially. Mm-hmm. Like that could be artists in the studio, that could be uh, covers, that could be um, anything related to like press, media, like event stuff, but more so related to anything, you know, live and let's say assets that would be used for like commercial purposes, such as like a cover, or a movie, or whatever, because then gives me the opportunity to be in an environment, especially like a cover, right? Where you can make a production. You can set the scene exactly how you want. You can envision, draw the, the skeleton, the map, whatever you want to call it. And I mean, this is the end result that we need. Mm-hmm. We have this much time to do it. These mm-hmm. are tools that we're going to get it done with. And now let's go execute. Mm-hmm. A lot of the other stuff, like an event, it's run and gun. Like you're sitting there, you have a flash, you have a camera, uh, maybe you have the stabilizer if you're doing, vi- you probably have the stabilizer if you're doing video. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those things that, you know, your creativity has to come on the fly and those aren't really play it's not really like creative places okay because it's just like events are cut and dry the uh the delivery medium for those is usually some type of social media thing it's not like a big press release where you can truly be like creative okay you can find the creativity in there but like creating an album cover where you go find a location you this is the mood this is the message we need to convey this is the type of lighting that we want Mm -hmm. um this is how it needs to be shot like that's an opportunity to be extremely creative. Okay. So, like I said, I was thinking, like, from a layman's term, like, just going to a show, shooting the artist, shooting the crowd, mm-hmm. um, getting some of the lights, getting some live reaction. 
but you guys do photo and video at the same time. So realistically, sounds afraid of video. He's scared. I'm not a video guy. I'll be real. But but the video, I mean the sizzle. That's a video, isn't it? Or it's oh, not? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was. I mean, there's the. I'm doing a lot of creative direction foundation as far as like, hey, here's you know what we need to capture to uh-huh. get these shots. He holds the camera as far as video. Okay. So the thing about the thing about Lasalle, like I got a shout out Lasalle. He is one of the most creative individuals I've met, and that is why I want like, our relationship is so well works so well, and I want to work with him because I'm more rigid and I'm trying to be a lot more creative and. Mm-hmm. Just even living with him and working with him in this uh, project, because this isn't the first project we've done. Like I felt my creativity uh, like increase and just get better. Yeah, but like I'm, I'm just a little crazy. He, Y'all feed off each other. Exactly. It, yeah. it's, a, it's a it's a yin and yang. But his creative mind, he's taught me so much, and like I love to learn from those around me. And like I, I'm never in that position where like oh I'm above you, I'm older than you, like uh, I know everything. No, yeah, because nah. when I, you have that mentality is like when you when you're done. Yeah, you know, like there's always somebody out there who knows more than you. Always somebody out there out w- will probably working harder than you. You mm-hmm. know, um, and if you're really in it to be the best that you can, which is what I want to do, which is what my reason for this. Like I'm gonna take anything and everything from like the, my peers, my competition, because that's gonna make me better. Uh, again, shout out to to Dominique. Like he always says, high tides raise all ships, and like that's that's how it goes. Like that, like that. That I, man. Now you made my little quote. I was thinking about. In my mind, sound Let's hear it. tiny. It's not even a quote. It's just something I heard from Bill Nye, the science guy. Hey. <laughs> oh, Bill Nye! Shout out, Bill Nye. <laughs> but he he said every person you meet, treat this person like they have something to teach you. Mm. Like anybody, right? Anybody you meet, you meet. I'm not trying to downplay her, but somebody sleeping on the street, say for instance, they can teach you something about either hey lay over here on this grate or don't go down this path because yeah. this this might not be the way to go but every person you meet act like you can learn something from them. absolutely so that's what that's what i try and do yeah um now real quick back to video i was just so you 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 out on video I mean, I, i've you done in video, on video. I've done some really awesome video work it's not my preference but i'm saying y'all could shoot like a music video even though absolutely. nobody have music videos that much anymore y'all no, could no, be they like do. they oh, do yeah, there's a whole channel the barber I go to he has this thing and it's just videos all day and I'm like I didn't even know and this was a song one thing about videos is that you know, <laughs> like new artists don't have budgets so it's always running gun yeah bigger artists like Lil Baby will have all these things all the you know editors and directors and yeah like you could spend 200,000 on a music video you could spend 500 bucks okay so it's a big range um, but depending on how much money's being funded into it it makes shooting videos more fun less fun yep. um but there's definitely levels to it it's not it's it's like shooting a movie you know once you get up there it's like shooting a movie you know mm-hmm. full teams full sets producers directors it's assistant producers stylists wardrobe there's sometimes writers drake usually has writers and because he creates his narrative as he's yeah you know rapping he's like what's going on in the back there's a story going on like it's you know fucking hollywood you know yeah. so that one video he got i don't particularly care for it um, what's that song? It's with Future, and it's like Game of Thrones. You ever see that? Oh video? yeah, it's when, it's when he marries like he marries like thirty women or something like that. Yeah, right? it's it's it's, it's, yeah, it's he, weird. It, it takes me back to um, what's that music? My he was buddy. Foreshadowing. He was. He, he was. Yeah, he was. Drake is big on manifestation. I'll tell you that. 
Aaliyah, four-page letter. Y'all remember that yeah, video? Yeah, he, he used that sample. They was like playing in the forest. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and my buddy was like, what are you supposed to be doing? Sitting at the table writing a letter. And I was like, I don't know. I just didn't want that. I wanted something. <laughs> I wanted something else. That was back in, like I said, video days that now. I mean, the video industry has changed. I guess Walker, I'm Because 106 is park anything anymore. Rap City is oh, not, yeah, not a thing anymore. Park yeah. middle school, you know, like, bro. Yeah, that, right. I used to race home to big catch all. Yep, big thing. <laughs> oh, man. I remember when the first time I saw a Juicy video with, Big, with Biggie, and I was like, who is this dude rapping with a lisp? But he was dope. Yeah, <laughs> he was real dope. Yeah, he was he was real dope. So um, let me shift just a touch um, back to camera stuff. You two, both creatives, eat this a layup question. But what's your favorite camera? Not film, just favorite camera to shoot. Like if somebody wanted me, wanted to go out and get a camera, what direction would you point me in? Oh, man. Uh, oh, the, man. The fir- uh, the the first thing I would ask is like, what do you, what do you, what do you want to capture? What, what are you capturing? My kids. Kids. What's your budget? Two Gs. I would probably say I think, I think the A seven three is yeah, like I would, two. I, the A 7 is less than two K now. I want to say the A seven four might be right around twenty one, and like the A seven three for the time was the best bang for your buck camera that you can buy. I think also the Fuji XT, X-T3 was up there as yeah, well. Um, but like the new Sony a7 IV, like they just it took the a7 III model and mm-hmm. made it better. And if it's, I haven't played with the a7 IV, I've played with uh, an A1, which is, you know, they're all autofocus, um, like the ergonomics, the, the in-camera systems, they're all the same uh, for the most part. But like that, a seven four is money. Yeah, and 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 a big reason is like shooting your kids. So that's you know, a recreational thing. You don't need something too heavy and bulky. Like all mm-hmm. the Sony's are light, mm-hmm. mirrorless. Mm-hmm. Which mirrorless is a new technology that's probably popped up popular in the past twelve years, fifteen years, mm-hmm. as far as the industry. But you could take very powerful photos with something that is half the weight or even seventy five percent of the weight of a full size camera, a, a DSLR. So now it's it's amazing that you guys said that. I had um. I still got it. I got a YouTube channel where I did some video and I sent it off to a guy. He sent it back. Plug the YouTube channel. Um, got to self-promote. Do it. What is do it? Do it. Department 3C. Just like the pie, everything I do is pretty much under Department 3C. Okay. Um. So, or I am Sevy. So, either of those two places. But, like I said, I had a um, video guy and I was asking him what should I get? And that's the exact camera that he told me to get. And I was looking it up. It was about 1500 to, um, a say it one more time. Uh, the a seven three. Oh yeah. 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 Um, a seven three. Yeah. Or was yeah. it, or was the a seven four? It was, the it was a Sony though. A seven four came out this year, I believe. But yeah, those, uh, this wasn't too long ago. It was in 2022. Yeah. So, yeah, it, that, that's that's what's up. So, I got you guys' favorite cameras. Um, we talked about video, your creative process, and everything else. Other than that, is there anything that I should... This is like my end question, but I should have asked you that I didn't ask you. Uh, I don't think so. I'm not... I'm not in that stage of life anymore where I feel like I'm the main character. I'm with that. Uh, like I'm the main yeah. character in my own world. Yep. But what I mean by that is, you know, I just, 
I'm not different than anybody else. You're here for the team. I'm here for the team. I don't need yeah. to be put on a pedestal. Like, I don't need to say anything about myself. Uh, you know, for me, I used to be that guy. Mm-hmm. I used to talk all the time and never did anything, any of the things that I talked about. But now, like, something that I truly live by is let your actions do all the talking for you. You, um, early on in the podcast, you brought up meditating and it is so hard, but I try and meditate um, at least once a week. But it is like to get your mind to calm down so that you can get to that space is quite difficult. But I, like I said, we got real deep, real early, and I appreciate like you guys' perspective, your views on everything, because it's really refreshing. Oh, one other thing I wanted to ask you guys about that you you two are awesome at is your work ethic. Um, a lot of times, especially in generations now, younger people don't have like the they want things to kind of just be given to them. Um, you guys don't give off that vibe at all. Y'all like, let's wake up, let's get it, let's do it. Because right, I think, I think having, chill that, out. having that expectation of having things handed to you is not sustainable for success. Mm-hmm. You have to understand where you're going. Might be a big goal. Chop it up into a million manageable pieces and take mm-hmm. one step every single day. Absolutely. And that's basically how you move forward. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't bite off more than you could chew. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll have anxieties. You'll have setbacks. You'll have things like that. But understanding the end goal allows you to de- develop, like you said earlier, a process to get there. And yeah. if you believe in your process, then you should be just fine. Actually, yeah, I'm glad you asked this question because while I was going into my sh- the non the no longer being the main character spiel, it's like, yeah, I think this is a great uh, question to end on because through my own trials and tribulations and my own difficulties in life and like going through depression, going through anxiety, going through that darkness, like it has brought me, it has helped me to evolve to a state where I'm like the happiest I've ever been. I don't have the financial security that all my friends working their comfy jobs do, but I have my purpose. I know where that I'm going. Mm -hmm. I know what the end goal looks like. And Mm -hmm. like, that's the only thing that's going to happen. But this journey that I've been on where I've had to sacrifice, I've had to change my priorities, my outlook on things. Like it has made me so much happier. I feel like a genuine, real human being that's living life. Um, and growing and that's because I'm doing the work I'm uh, going through ups and downs and taking them the right way Mm -hmm. and that's part of the game like the easiest things in life are not worth it yeah The, the, the ones that we struggle for our biggest challenges that's not only what's going to make us the happiest and give us real joy because life is yin and yang balance and mm-hmm. can have some without the moon joy without pain but also like that's where real confidence comes from where you can go and face your 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 darkness your your challenges your fears with courage you might not know what happens you you know at the end but like you're still willing to get into that arena because you believe in yourself you have courage you're not going to let the fear take over you and like my dad always growing up said he would rag on me for instant gratification. And like, I, I understood that once I got on this journey, you know, like people, they just see, especially with social media, like I hate social media. Like my business like, is, it revolves around, it's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. But I just think what social media has done to people's minds and just like social interaction, psychological, like it has changed human behavior and it's not for the best. Yeah, um, I agree like people just hey they show you what they want you to see they don't show you the faults for the most part like the real ones show you the faults but people only see the end result and never what 
gets you to the end result. And what gets you to the end result isn't sexy. It doesn't look nice. It's and it's for lack of a better word, fucking hard. Yes. It'll kick your teeth in every day. But like that's the burden of 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 life. Like we're you know, the fact that we're here, none of us asked to be here. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. You should make the most of it. Work takes the work is part of life. Mm -hmm. Um and like don't ever like I always say this, don't ever take the easy route. Easy is hard, hard is easy. There you go. That's, that's, you, this might be a, not the best podcast because we agree too much. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a lot of, it's not a lot of um, contention in it because the, the thing about it is, is I just got into an argument. And then I write a blog as well, and you can find that at department3c.com too. Let's go with the plug. But I was talking about authenticity. Uh, excuse me. I put up a post that was very vulnerable. I'm like, I'm mad. I'm pissed off. I got this going on, that going on. And people call me, why you put that up there? And I'm like, because that's how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm not. Um, you know, sitting down in a hole like Oscar the Grouch and come out mad. I'm just not feeling things or how they're going right now. And I'm being transparent about that. But people only think, like you said, social media, just put out the good stuff and the the bad stuff isn't in what sales. So the, the, but the, well, you said <laughs> authenticity is important. Like I think if the world, like we cling to authentic people as human beings, like people who have, no filter who say the things that a lot of us think but are afraid to say for you know various reasons yeah uh but the world needs more authenticity and i think the world would be a better place if there was authenticity and you know human interactions like you know like you can spot a fake person from a mile from away. a mile away you right see, <laughs> you can see opportunists you can yeah. see frauds and it's yeah. like in the grand scheme of things, you're only hurting yourself. Yeah, uh, you're not you're not showing the world like you. You're not in when you're not the real you. You don't put the right people around you that you need mm -hmm. to like your circle is everything, right? Um, and, you know, you Them connections, find, connections. You, you want to <laughs> yeah. find like-minded individuals. Mm -hmm. You want to yeah. find your tribe. Like life, like a big part of life. And my belief is like finding your tribe but also finding people that are not in your tribe that you can you know have conversations with that you can see <laughs> their side you can talk about you know your differences in a mature manner to where both both parties can grasp and learn something mm -hmm. and, and and keep it moving keep it moving it, it, there you go so let's say I, um you stepped away for half a second yeah. and i asked dre already is there any questions that i should have asked you that i didn't no, I think we had a real well-rounded discussion, you know. Yeah. Like, like you said, it wasn't too combative, but that's because creativity is community oh. in a lot of ways, man. Dude, like, we're we, going to make some posters you know, like, like t-shirts or something. I mean, like, <laughs> like when we create things, it's not us. We're creating something that will bring people to something together, you know, come experience it together, bring people to Switch House. Yeah. So, like, that can't be combative because that's about inviting people to a, a nurturing competitive healthy place you know yeah, to where you can yeah. reach your goals and have fun so like, i don't it's tough to become uh you know um, combative or argumentative on the, the nature of this thing because this thing is all love you know what i mean yeah well i don't think i can 
end it any better than that. So I want to thank you gentlemen so much for letting me come over and pick your brains and talk to you about cameras and stuff. We might have to do it again. So most certainly, that. we'd love that. Thank most you for, certainly, thank you for we can change us. the topic if you want to argue a bit. We can change, <laughs> we can change the topic to something else. Hey, we can talk you, about football. You Cowboys, Cowboys fan. fan. Yeah. I, I, we, I, hey, I, just talk to this man about the restaurant across the street. He'll argue all day. I, I will argue about my food. I will argue <laughs> about my sports teams. Um, that's pretty much it. That's still competitive. I like that. Absolutely. I like that. All right. Well, without further ado, we get out of here. Bye. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.